Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. ACDC shot in the dark. Ah, shot in the dark is better than a walk in the park. That's <laughs> every time. You know what? Amanda Gorman should be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Here, right now, she's like, oh, shot in the dark. <laughs> right there. He's uh, walking the park. In front of Biden. <laughs> Let me just say this. <laughs> a shot in the dark is better than a walk in the park. Biden is in. What the hell? Jill, you said you like this girl. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> and then she's like, cannons going off oh, in the yeah, background. The thing. That's it. Uh, Fire! Amanda Gorman is going to be back in front of us once again. She's going to be at the Super Bowl. That's too much. It is. It's enough. <laughs> How quickly we turn. Yeah. Wildness at the oh, inauguration. Yeah. Couldn't get enough. Well, of the first four minutes or so. Yeah. Got a little long in the tooth after that. <laughs> she lost me. We were all very impressed. Yeah. Now it's, uh, we're going to bring her out of the Super Bowl. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. Couldn't get enough of her. And now. <laughs> you no. can't miss. Mix poetry and Super Bowl. They don't go together. But she will be part of the pregame show, and uh, she will have a new poem, an original poem. Her piece will be part of a tribute to everyday heroes. Okay. Where she will say, a shot in the dark. <laughs> Let me just finish with this. <laughs> that's, 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 that's her line about the vaccine. Is it? A shot in the dark. Beats a walk in the park. You got that right. Allows a walk in the park, I guess. Uh, it would allow you to. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, uh, good for her. It's got to be tough, though, because, you know, like uh, The weekend doing the halftime show, he just comes out and does the hits. The songs are already there. They're written. It's right. done, right? Okay. Now, every time someone calls her, she's like, oh, damn, i got to write another poem. <laughs> well, she's a poet. Yeah. So, I guess it's what she does. Right. But you can't say to an artist, hey, two weeks from now, like a, like a band, two weeks from now, we want you to host the halftime show. Write a new album. <laughs> Have an original song. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess, but I guess if you... You know, if you're a speech writer or you're, you know, that's what you do, yeah. right? We need a speech for next week or mm. for tomorrow or for today. How tough is it for Amanda, too, like at any family function or weddings or anything? <laughs> hey, Amanda, would you mind doing a little poem about her wedding? I no. don't I don't know. I think the, I think with the length of the poem <laughs> and how deep she gets in it, I'm pretty sure the family's just like, nah, you sit this one out. <laughs> would you like me to write it? No. <laughs> we'll let little Jimmy do his... Uh, that's right. His, it's Grace. <laughs> uh, and people were asked about uh, what TV shows they've been re-watching. You know, with this pandemic, if you've got like Crave or any of the uh, streaming services, they've, they've got them all there for you. Anything you want to watch that you thought was uh, great back in the day, you can go back and watch like Everybody Loves Raymond or whatever the hell, Seinfeld, whatever you loved. Huh. And so there's been categories put together, like the uh, super, super rewatchable. Things like Veep, Fleabag, and Shit's Creek. Top of the list for shows that you'd want to rewatch. Uh, the most rewatchable shows? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the second level is very rewatchable. Uh, New Girl, Breaking Bad, The Office, Parks and Rec, and Friday Night Lights. Uh, level three, moderately engaging, is Mad Men, The Good Place, The Americans, Community. I rewatched Community. Uh, Boardwalk Empire, which I never saw and I would like. I think Boardwalk Empire, hmm. from what I remember people saying, it was really good. I never saw it. I'd yeah. like to watch that. And a show called Justified. Hit or miss for rewatchability, Game of Thrones. Now, I don't know that I'd want to like rewatch a show I just 
finished watching because yeah. Game of Thrones just ended. And I guess I guess it depends too on how you watched it the first time through. Right. Like if you weren't watching it, if you weren't streaming it the first time, like, like you go back to uh, like The Office and you watched that religiously week to week. Right. And now you go back and you binge it. Mm. It, it would be a different watching experience maybe. Uh, you, you pick up on some things. Uh, and it's been some time since you watched it. Yeah. You know, but you're right. If you just finished, and especially if you watch Game of Thrones all in, in one sit down, go back and watch the whole thing again. Yeah. Like yeah I- and, and it depends on the type of show. If it's a comedy, you can go back and re laugh at things. If sure. Seinfeld is on and I'm flipping through the channels, I'll stop and still laugh at an episode that I've seen a few times before. But you wouldn't go back and watch it from the beginning again? Uh, I don't think I'd watch the whole series. Not right now uh, to go back and watch the series. I just look at how many series are out there. But to you'd be watch streamed. a Bond movie. 900 times. Yeah, but that's a two-hour commitment. <laughs> <laughs> that's You know, when you're getting into a series that had, what, nine seasons. Right. That's a big commitment. I am going through uh, Sunny in Philadelphia uh, probably for the fourth or fifth time. Wow. Like, I, I just think it might be the funniest sitcom ever written. But now, it's not like I sit down and stare at it. It's just on in the background as I'm getting dinner ready. But the problem for me is... That it's on, uh, it's on FXX, which is now streaming on Crave. But sometimes with some of these Crave shows, man, maybe it's a deal with the network. They, they don't just edit it all together so there's no commercials. They put a promo for oh, another right. show they've got in between. Yeah. And they don't let you fast forward through those promos. Yeah. But they've only got about four promos. <laughs> so I've seen the promo for OJ with Cuba Gooding <laughs> like 9,000 times now. Cloris Leachman. Legendary Cloris Leachman passed away uh, Tuesday of natural causes, 94 years old. I don't hear many uh, parents naming their kid Cloris. Anyway. <laughs> it's one of those old-timey names. She played Phyllis on the Mary Tyler Moore show. That's where she first got her start. You don't hear many parents calling their kids Phyllis anymore. No, no. She was in Mel Brooks' 1974 comedy, Young Frankenstein. She won an Oscar for The Last Picture Show. She won eight Emmys during her time. In the 80s, she took over for Charlotte Ray on The Facts of Life. At 82, she was the oldest contestant in the history of Dancing with the Stars. Right. Uh, her and um, Betty White, of course, very good friends, and they both uh, were very much into animal rights. And I guess that's it for everybody but Betty from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. That entire ensemble is gone. It's got to be tough for Betty. Same goes with Golden Girls, I guess, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, Cloris Leachman kept working. She was in uh, Malcolm in the Middle. She was on the Ellen Show. She was in a very funny sitcom playing the grandma, of course, in a, a show called Raising Hope. It was on a couple of years ago. So she passed away. That's mm. a shame. Cloris Leachman. Um, Seth Rogen has written a book called Yearbook. And it's just a collection of true stories from his life. It's coming out in May. And he had his mom, Sandy, uh, write a press release for it. <laughs> and it's one of the most mum, mummy-sounding things ever. Okay. She says, uh, if I'm being honest, I really wish there wasn't so much drug talk. <laughs> Why does he need all that? It's like, we get it. And some of the stories, I mean, they're entertaining, but I was just shocked they happened and he never told me. Overall, I think it's more sweet and funny than anything, so I like it, and I'm glad he wrote it. But I'd be even more glad if he'd call me more. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Rogan, Seth Rogan's mom. She'd be more impressed if you read it. 
Right. I'm surprised he can remember the stories. <laughs> For all the, the drugs he's <laughs> most, done. Most of his life has been in a cloud of yeah. smoke. Yeah. Um, and good for him. I mean, I guess it's just the times, and it's it's legal in most places now. But he was one of those actors who has been open open about his uh, pot smoking, yeah, forever, even going way back to you know before it was all legalized. So at least he's honest, anyhow. And he's been in some Twitter battles uh, most recently with Republican senators. Yes, and, yeah, and getting right into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love him because he's right to the point. Oh yeah, he'll be like. <laughs> I don't care. F you. Yeah, F your face. Oh, <laughs> You're an F in this and an F in that. <laughs> um, Pamela Anderson has decided to marry again. Oh, really? This is her sixth wedding. Wow. She got married on Christmas Eve, Vancouver Island, at her home there. Do you have to tie the knot again? I know. What is Can it? Can you not that? just date? And who wants to go down the aisle with you again? <laughs> like, who's taking, I Didn't guess. one guy do it twice? Uh, yeah, that Rick Sullivan guy. Yeah. The guy that used to go Girls Gone Wild videos or whatever that. <laughs> Class that, that was going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> they got married twice between 07 and 15. Of course, most famously married to Tommy Lee from 95 to 98. Right. We all saw the video. And it wasn't the video of the wedding. The honeymoon. Kid Rock from 06 to 07. And I told you my story about getting into his uh, his uh, little private suite. Yes. And it was right around the time they broke up. And he was just sitting in the corner like all... In the dumps. Okay. Want to go up and give him a hug? Kid, it'll be okay. Uh, she was married to the producer and the movie producer, John Peters. You remember last year it was the story where she, she got married and like two weeks later they got divorced. lasted like a week, right? Yeah. So now this guy Dan Hayhurst has stepped up. Okay. Or, he? or maybe everybody else stepped back. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm the last guy Where did everybody go? <laughs> Well, what is he known for? Uh, he's not known for anything except that he's her. Bo- he is her bodyguard. Oh, so maybe he was just standing there protecting her, and she says, uh, "I'm exactly where I need to be in the arms of the man who truly loves me." <laughs> Six walks. Now I give Dan credit because not only is he marrying Pam way after her best before date, right? But he's the sixth guy in line, and there is again that video out there. He saw what Tommy Lee. Was able to perform right. They they don't watch that video in the house. I, it doesn't come they, up. They probably only watch the Bodyguard, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Costner any, movie. Any real love story? Because <laughs> yeah, she ends up with the Bodyguard in the end. Maybe right. he just he keeps funneling that into right. the, the on demand all the time. Doesn't the Bodyguard die at the end of that, or doesn't she die? One of them dies. No, I think they're all good. The oh, sister they, dies. Oh, the sister died. Um, <laughs> what was the last time you saw that movie? I don't know. It's probably not that long pull ago. Pull that out of the, uh, the air. <laughs> Knowing me, I probably watched it a few dozen times. It is Kevin Costner. It is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it wasn't just Tommy, too, because isn't there, like, stories? There's the other, the lead singer from Poison, I think, was another one. She was in a sex swing or something with him. Right. You know, she liked her She liked her singers. She liked her rock but stars. But didn't one of the, uh, the autobiographies, too, from the crew say that, uh, that they were oh. all, was it Sammy or something no, like that? No, Vince, Vince, Vince Neil. Neil did it. Yeah. Vince Neil had the great line in the dirt where he says that when Pamela got introduced to the band and Tommy was dating her, everybody in the band hated her. She was so vain. It was all about her. Every time she was around, she made everybody sick. They couldn't stand her. And then he goes, but it didn't stop me from having sex with her in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the whiskey a go-go. So six times the charm. Yeah. People say... And we hope, we really do hope that you stick with this. People say that they will stop double dipping in food 
now that this pandemic has happened. Oh, wow. Three quarters of us say we've done it. Right. I bet it's more. We've all done it at some point. Uh, it might be one of those things where we think twice about it, but it might be one of those things, too, where we take a quick look around and get away with it. Mm. Or maybe we just stop putting out things that you can yeah. dip into like that. If you have people over to your house, tell them to bring their own snacks. <laughs> that nacho dip won't be happening anymore. Sit there with your little dip and potato chips. I think all shared food uh, should be done with. It looks like mostly I think salad bars are all gone, I think for the most part. Mm. But even buffets, you know, restaurants, the Sunday brunch, do away with all of it. Well, I, I think, you know, if you if you now put a staff member there to kind of serve it out, you can still walk around, choose what you want, and then they'll scoop it out for you. I think the days of everyone grabbing their own spoon and and diving into it are, are probably done. I don't want any more of uh, dealing with the cattle as everybody's breathing over the egg salad. <laughs> I mean, I remember I worked in a restaurant uh, at one point that had a salad bar, and I swear I'd see people dip in with the serving spoon, take a sample and put the serving spoon back oh, in the... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's a different time. People were gross. Kind I mean, of... when you think about those salad bars, they had to put that, like, spit shield up. Oh, sure. For that purpose. Oh, sure. People be coughing and sneezing over it, not giving a damn. Anyhow, the double dipping is done, and we're going to keep you to it. It should become a criminal act. <laughs> if you are caught double dipping, you're doing time. Here's a fella struggling with the uh, tiny penis syndrome. <laughs> a fella in Indianapolis back in November, he uh, posted an Instagram video that showed him driving his Lamborghini. Sign one of the problem. And he was doing 213 miles an hour. There's sign two right. of the small penis problem. <laughs> speed limit, 55. Take it he wasn't on the Indianapolis Speedway? No, sir. Uh, so somebody sent the video to the Indiana State Police and they reviewed it. Plus plenty of other Instagram account videos showing him driving at crazy speeds. Why do people so often want to incriminate themselves on social media? Yeah, can you do that? Can that be used against you? Well, I guess if you filmed yourself on TikTok killing your ex-wife, right? That yes, would, uh, that would be a sign you Wouldn't did me. it. <laughs> she fell on the knife twenty-seven times. So he's arrested for reckless driving. Now he's claiming the videos were deceptively edited okay. to make it look like he was going that fast when he really wasn't. It's just <laughs> they sped up the background. <laughs> According to court records, this dude has 15 speeding tickets dating back to 2006. Sign three of the small penis problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, look, at he's driving a Lamborghini, right? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, why do you buy a car like that to, to, to go get groceries? Drive it around in second gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably very bad. You know, people who buy high-end vehicles and sports cars like that, it's probably really bad for them to use it just to putter the kids to school and pick up milk and beer. Uh, yeah. You know, you want to get them out and you do. drive them. Well, and listen, like Lamborghinis, I've been in one. They have different settings for their driving, right? Mm. You can you can put it onto like a city mode right? where it limits its speed and the revs and you know how loud it gets mm. so that you're not going 230 down the middle of... You know, a, a, a high a side street, uh, but if you want to get it up to that, they'll go there. And then uh, on the days when you're really struggling with the small penis problem, <laughs> that's when you can make it really loud. <laughs> oh, this is a sad, sad day. 
Studio 4 in Windsor is closing. It's been sold, and the new owners say they plan to demolish the property. What's Studio 4? TV studio? A great strip club. (laughs) And I only bring it up because any of you who ever drove to Florida, you know it because it's that main road that goes down to the Detroit Bridge that then takes you to I-75, which takes you to Florida. Okay. It it had a massive sign out front with a very pretty woman in a bikini. It was... (laughs) You could see it for miles. <laughs> it's on the left-hand side, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, You okay. know it. I know it. You know it. You remember it. Uh, and they got a great sign out front. And I remember the sign was there forever. I don't know when this photo was taken, but it was always there. And it would say, Studio 4, open 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. Dancers needed, no experience necessary. <laughs> Everybody in. I think we even did the show when I was working there. I think we did the show from their parking lot a couple of times. What the hell we were doing at a strip club that closed at 2 a.m.? Why we were there at 5 a.m., I have no idea. But I guess we just thought we'd get noticed. Anyhow, yeah, sad day for Windsorites and a sad day for the stripping community. Of course, yes. (laughs) Let's talk. (laughs) I tip my song to you. Uh, What are you going to do? Some species of male spiders tie up female spiders before mating, so the females don't eat them afterwards. Right, okay. That's a good point. Sneezes can leave your mouth at more than 200 miles per hour. And that's why the mask That's right. That's right. (laughs) It might not catch it all, but it's catching a lot. That's right. The Mission Impossible TV series invented the term self-destruct. With their famous mission instructions that would, quote, self-destruct in five seconds. Right. The movies are pretty good, too. There was a couple in the middle that weren't that great, but the, the, the more recent ones have been really good. I don't think I've seen one of them. Really? The, the Tom Cruise stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. No. I'm, yeah, the first one was good. You don't need to... You can skip past two, three, and probably four, but the I'll last ne- couple are good. I'll never get to them. Too busy watching uh, Richard <laughs> Jones. <laughs> right. <laughs> the uh, long, longest winning streak in any professional sport in history... Is held by a squash player from Pakistan. He won 555 consecutive matches from 1981 to 86. Holy cow. That's a short period of time to play 555 consecutive That's games. a lot right? of squash. There's one sport. I've played squash maybe twice in my life. Yeah, too fast for me. It's, it's so... Well, one... Uh, I feel bad for it with my roommate at university, and I, I really feel bad because the amount of welts he had on his back <laughs> <laughs> would be hitting the ball into him. Uh, and two, I don't think I could go upstairs for uh, like a week afterwards. So sore. Like the squash ass is unbelievable. The amount of lunging you do. Seems like it's, an, it's a, a sport that's uh, seen better days, too. You don't see many squash courts anymore. Well, I mean, it's a lot of uh, space mm. <laughs> taken up. To have squash and racquetball courts. It's true. FedEx almost went under back in the 70s in their early years. They only had $5,000 in the bank, and they needed to pay off $24,000. They're still around because the founder took the last five grand to Vegas, gambled it on blackjack, and won twenty-seven grand. Are you kidding? Yeah. (laughs) Now it's, you know, the most... Look at it now. It's got planes and everything. He delivered. He did. Wow. The first professional football league in America was called the National Football League, but it had no relation to the modern one. It lasted only one season in 1902 and featured a mix of football players and pro baseball players. Okay. 
The most common answer, or I guess technically question, on Jeopardy is, what is China? Really? Yeah. I would have thought it had to be something with a Bible or Mm. a religious verse of some sort. The first African-American to win an Oscar for something other than acting was Isaac Hayes. He won Best Original Song for the theme from Shaft in 1971. Of course, the first actor was Sidney Poitier, and he just passed away, right? Did he just pass away? Yeah, on the weekend, I think. Oh, I didn't see that. Right. Hmm. He's a terrific actor. I think so, unless I just started a rumor. You might have just made that up. The reason Hitler shaved his mustache down to a square is because he had trouble fitting it into a uh, regular mustache into a gas mask. (laughs) I thought thought he just made a shaving accident. (laughs) Every now and then you'll clip a little too much, like the sideburns, you go up a little too high on one side. even it out. Next thing you know, you got like the old steps again. I did that once with my eyebrows. (laughs) Almost took like half my eyebrow off. It was a good look for about six months. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.